0: Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. And uh, we're talking about a fasted life, and this is actually the second part of this, because uh, last week the Lord said, you're not going to preach. So we didn't, and we just worshiped the Lord. How many know that's good? Or I'm sorry, two weeks ago, because my wife preached last week and she got it done. So that was good word. Amen. And, uh, the Lord's just kind of had us in this theme. And, um, I don't know if you've noticed this over the years, those that have been here for with us for the past five or almost six years now, um, you've definitely noticed that we have a hard time being constrained to one area. Um, you know, I'm not the best, uh, you know, father's day preacher guy or a Christmas day preacher guy. I just, you know, something in me goes, I don't, what do you want to do, Lord? Because how many know God's not in heaven going, oh, it's Christmas. Oh, uh, come up with a Christmas message, hurry. (laughs) Amen? (laughs) All right, maybe that's too sarcastic, I don't know. But, um... Sometimes we just get in routine of things, and it's not all bad, but, you know, I mean, the Lord's good, and, and He helps us. And so even with uh, Mother's Day, there was that, that hint of uh, consecration, being devoted to God, having full focus and devotion on Him. When we fully focus and have full devotion to the Lord, this is when things change in our life. Um, there are people that uh, treat relationship with the Lord like fire insurance. They just want to go to heaven when they die. Um, and you can live that way. Um, it's not the best way to live, and I'm not saying you won't make heaven. That's, that, you know, I mean, if you believe that Christ is the Son of God and He is the way to heaven, that He paid the price for your sins, you will make heaven. Um, the problem with, with, as, that resides in not living as a disciple versus just a convert is that usually converts get taken out early. I know most people don't. You don't get a lot of amens on that kind of stuff. But it's just the truth, because you have to be led by the Spirit of God every day of your life here on earth. And God is merciful, and God is good, and He's gracious, and all of those things. I absolutely believe in that. Um, but that doesn't just, you know, uh, Brother Hagin used to say this to us all the time, he used to say, just the promises of God are not just going to fall on you like ripe cherries off of a tree. You've got to go after the Lord, Amen. Um it's just like a natural relationship he's moved now you move. Amen. He's finished his portion now we draw towards him. And part of that is living a fasted life. It's being consecrated. And I and I had the Lord deal with me about this Matthew chapter 26 verse 36 says this. This is the garden of Gethsemane. And we were talking about the importance of consecration. And what Jesus was doing here, which I believe this whole uh, passage here has to do with consecration on Jesus' part to the will of the Father. But consecration means to be set, and it has to do with like a stone being set in place. Um, It's an installation Like you would uh, appoint a priest or something like that, somebody into a position. Consecration has to do with being set. So you say, what does that have to do with a fasted life? Or what does that have to do with uh, the prayer that Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane? It's simply this. You and I need to follow the example of Jesus of setting ourselves in the will of God for our lives. We need to be set. We are appointed to obedience to God through Jesus Christ. We have a position, a place. We are a house that's being built together by the Spirit of God for the manifestation of the kingdom of God through the body of Christ in the earth. Now, I said a whole mouthful there. But what I'm saying is, you don't need to know everybody else's position. You need to know yours and get in it, and say this with me, don't move. The problem with the house that God has right now is that we're living stones. And you know what the problem with living stones is, right? They move. There's one thing that the Lord did, that it's a good thing I'm not God, or you're not, that Sometimes I, I wonder, the, the, I see why he did it, but he left free will in you people. <laughs> like I'm not in that group, right? <laughs> in other words, a consecrated person has the ability to move, but what? They don't, they stay put. They stay where God puts them. And they hold. Why? Because a, a, a disciple of Christ realizes what? They're not the only stone in the building. You know, you can remove one or two stones out of a brick wall. But if you remove enough of them, what happens? And so that's what consecration means to me. To be what? Set. Well, I don't like this wall. I I like that wall over there. Living stones. But when Jesus is your, not just your Savior, He's your what? Lord, you don't move until He says, move. You stay put, right? And that's how that, that's, that's what God's looking for in us. Now, Don't just take this in the context of uh, just our church here or what's going on here. Take this in the context of Jesus is your Lord. He decides. He decides how, what, when, where, all those things. And if you know the Lord, you know He's already planned it out. Matthew chapter 26, verse 36. Then Jesus came to them to a place called Gethsemane, right? He came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to the disciples, "Sit here while I go oh, go and pray over there." What did he tell the disciples to do? So should they go anywhere? Nope, they should just sit, right, and stay, right. So Jesus does that. Verse thirty-seven: He took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and he began to be sorrowful and deeply distressed. Verse thirty-eight he then said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful even to death. Stay here and watch with me. What did he ask them to do? Stay and watch, right? So this statement is a good definition of consecration. Stay here and pray. Watch. What is that? That's consecration, right? So As we move into looking at fasting, talking about a fasted life, it is a way to bring God into focus, to stay in a spot and to what? Watch. Fasting is designed to bring your whole being into focus on God. I need to repeat this. No one can do this for you. You must step aside and get with God. All right, so I'll put it to you like this. People, I've done this in my own life. It's, the, it's human nature. We hear a message. We hear something good. We agree with it, but we don't apply it to our life. Do you know that a message that you hear that you don't apply is just as powerful as a message you never heard? <laughs> a hearer of the word, but not a... But if you hear and do, you will be. The nature of humanity, I know for me and for—and you see it in just general, but then also in the church, the nature of humanity is I read that. I know that. I've heard that before. That doesn't mean anything. If you haven't done what you heard. You have to do You know, the disciples in this situation, and we'll see it here, but they can safely say they were in the garden with Jesus, but they cannot say that they watched with him. How many know that might eat at you a little bit as you go through the rest of your life? How many know the enemy might pull on that string? Now did the Lord forgive him? Was this was Jesus' call? Did he, did he Of course, He extended grace and mercy and all of those things. but if you never disobeyed in that area, you never have to deal with that thought. Amen. Now I'm not calling you to total perfection. I'm just saying you need to be aware of the fact that this could take place. The enemy could go, "Hey, remember how you didn't." And where you're going to have to go, "I plead the blood. I plead the blood of Jesus." Amen. So Jesus, in verse 39, says, He went a little farther and fell on His face and prayed, O oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as... Now that's a prayer I think we need to pray a whole lot more than we actually do. Now people say, that people can get confused in this, but you need to keep this verse and this prayer in context with the promises of God. You need to realize that this doesn't mean that Je- Jesus is not saying to God, whatever happens, whatever will be, will be. That's not what he's saying. He's saying, I'm consecrating myself to your will, God. So people say, well, how do I know what God's will is? You got to know God's character. Once you know God's character, then you will realize what God's will is. Once you understand God's character and God's will and those things combined together, you can safely turn yourself over to him and say, whatever your will is, Lord, that's what I'm going to follow. But that will always falls within the confines of what? The promises of the covenant. So you must know the promises of the covenant. It's a must. And so we see here that Jesus obviously is going, getting ready to pay the price for all the sins of the world. And and uh, he's 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 preparing himself in prayer before and 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 really stepping into full crucifixion and yieldedness to the will of God for the salvation of mankind long before or right before or days before however it works out. In the, in the time frame before he actually hangs on the cross. How many know this? That you can actually in the spirit prepare yourself and walk through things in your future before you get there. You can be so settled. How many, have, how many have noticed this? You, you either see it in your uh, your kids if you're a parent or you've seen it in people's life. You can tell that there's a person that has their head, their will, their desire, their nose set in one direction. And there's nothing that you're going to do to turn that thing. How many? Even if it's destructive. Have you ever seen that? And there's nothing you can do. You know they're going that way. Well, when it comes to the will of God, we need to be that way. Everything else is suspect. (laughs) You know what I mean? When it comes to the will of God, we need to be, I'm going this way no matter what. And that's why Jesus made the statement. He said, if this cup can pass from me, all things are possible with you, God. This is not looking good right here. We see the humanity of Jesus here, right? But what do we know? He is tempted in all points as, yet without. Thank God he did it first. Boy, I tell you what. But so from that standpoint, from that place, what are we seeing here? What are we seeing about Jesus? That if he could commit himself fully to the will of God, so can. You say, well, I'm not Jesus. Okay, I'm not going to argue with you on that. But I will say this. Paul declared, it's no longer I who lives, but stop searching yourself for the strength and search the Spirit of God. You're not going to find the strength in you just naturally. You have to look to the resurrection. There is enough power in the resurrection to overcome everything the devil throws at you and every plan he ever had for you can be thwarted by the power of the resurrection that's within you. But you have to learn to what? Consecrate yourself to the Father and then stay put where He has you until He's done with that portion, that development that takes place in your life. Don't move. Well, it's uncomfortable. I don't like it. That's just your flesh. Well, I thought there were all these promises in the Word of God. Listen, Jesus never promised you that your life was going to be flowery beds of ease. You don't have that promise in the scripture. I can quote you another one directly from Jesus' mouth. In this life, you will have... (laughs) I don't like that word. (laughs) But, what did he say? Be of good, for I've overcome. In other words, tap into me and I'll get you through this. Amen? People say, well, do I have to go through it? It sure beats than getting buried by it. It sure beats getting buried by the problem. Why not just go through it? Yea, though I walk. I will fear 75% of the evil I'll, I'll, I'll resist, but this 125, this is hard. I'll fear... Well, I don't, I just, how do you, how do you do, how do you do that? See, you're trying to tap you instead of God. You do it by divine empowerment. The power of the Holy Spirit within you. You can literally walk in no fear. Oh, maybe we should teach on it again, huh? I need it too. It's good for me. We can literally walk Fear less with no, not even fearing death. You think Christ is worried about death right now? We shouldn't be either. People say, well, how am I going to be able to do that? You're going to tap the power of God. God you're going to grab the resurrection that's within you that is not just some made-up thing. It is an actual impartation of the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit, the right hand of God that pulled Jesus up out of the grave, out of all that darkness, conquered everything that the devil had. It's actually in you right now, divine seed from heaven. And out of that, you're going to go, it, 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 you got to picture it, but it's the sword of the spirit and the shield of, and you walk towards your enemy. Listen, there is no armor for your backside. Do I need to go into greater detail here, or the Greek, the Hebrew? What? There is no armor for your back. You engage your enemy. You say, "What do you mean by that? Engage my enemy." Very simply this, when you feel fear come and knock on the door, you lock and load and go, let's do it. And people say, but I'm shaking. Then run out there shaking and firing. I'm talking about spiritually here. You know, Paul, their weapons in that day were swords. Ours are different, you know? When fear comes, you say, oh, no, 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 nope, nope, nope. You, you don't realize whose property you're on. You didn't see the bloodline, obviously. The boundaries have been set. The covenant has been established. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are not running around in your own. I don't even. I'm not going to even get to this. There's no point. I'm just going to (laughs) preach. There is no point. There is no point. In in even trying to tap into you physically or you emotionally and all those things. Tap into the resurrection within you. You are not beating the devil in your own power. You're not destroying him in your own strength. There is one that came to earth. Who hung on the cross. Who was crucified. Who went down into hell. Who walked through the realms of the unseen. By the power of the resurrection conquered all that the devil had. I'm not standing in my righteousness, my ability or my power. I am standing in the righteousness of heaven. I am standing in the power of the resurrection. I am not defending myself in the sense that I have to come up with these things or try to find some sort of level of favor with God. Jesus Christ purchased me with His own blood and His own body. He walked out of hell with every weapon that the devil had, every key, every gift, everything dispersed in unto men and then sat down in heavenly places and before he sat down what did he do he dropped the blood off on the mercy seat which means what right before my father in heaven right now the father looks down and says he's innocent he's righteous he's clean by the blood he's clean by the blood now listen to me you hear that for me listen to it for you you are clean by the blood of Jesus Christ Your prayers, your petitions are coming from your voice, going right through a blood veil, right before the Father, and he goes, "There's been a righteous request. Thank you Lord The covenant has been acted upon. The check has been and signed. So you can receive out of the covenant. The devil does not want you to believe that you're righteous. He wants you to think about everything you've done wrong. And meditate on it. And focus on the fact that you haven't lived a perfectly holy life. But Jesus is telling you. Jesus is not, he didn't offer grace to see how many things you could get away with. That's not what it is. But he dispersed grace to us because he knew we'd never get there by law. I'm not looking for ways to sin. But do I make mistakes? Absolutely. But what am I focused on? The blood of Jesus. You're free. You're already free. You're already free. I had a gentleman years ago. I was working on a job. And he was a a Mormon gentleman, and and we were talking about the. I was just sharing about the things of God, and so he's trying to keep up, you know, with his religion, but there's just no power in it. And so, um, nothing. I'm not against them. I want them to come into Christ, but there's just no power in all those duties. There's just no power in it. And so we were talking back and forth, and and he showed me his card to get into the uh, temple. Uh, is that what they call it? Okay. <clears throat> to get into the temple. And I said, oh, you're, you, you, you can get in there, huh? Because I had heard. I don't know if this is true or not. But some people can't get in there. So, and, and he goes, yeah. And he said, I serve there once a month. He said, I don't want to go to hell. <laughs> well, I'll just tell you this. We don't have to worry about that. Because Jesus did what he was supposed to and fulfilled the will of God, and he got us in. And now, let me help you, he's keeping us. That blood didn't just work once. Every morning you wake up, that blood's working all day, every day. That blood is what? Crying out better things than that of Abel. What's it saying? Mercy, forgiveness, grace, blessing, favor, protection. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm glad I came to church today. <laughs> come on, it's it's crying out. No curse shall come near your dwelling. No plague. No COVID. It's saying something louder and stronger than anything that the enemy possesses in the area of plague, disease, suffering, death and destruction. It's declaring resurrection. And we declare it on the earth. Come on, you ought to walk around your house today. You ought to drive in your the blood of Jesus. The covenant is established in this vehicle. The covenant is established upon my kids. The covenant is established upon my marriage. The covenant is established upon my business. The covenant is established upon every portion of my life. Wherever I go, wherever I tread, it makes no difference. Wherever the sole of my foot shall hit, there I have authority. Why? Because Jesus Christ has Redeem me. I'm in covenant. <laughs> I'm under the blood. How about you? I'm under the blood. It is that place of no weapon formed against me shall. We need to practice the be of good cheer, and not be so impressed. Within this life, you'll have trouble. How many of you have read through Revelation? The scripture talks about the fact that we'll look at the devil and go. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) So you might as well practice now. I mean, I don't want to be the guy that's like, what are we supposed to say? (laughs) I don't want to be at the end of this thing going, what are we doing now? I want to be there practiced up. (laughs) You're going down, buddy. (laughs) You know, I heard a minister say this one time. He said, when that happens, I would just want to go up to the Lord and say, Lord, just let me kick him a few times before he goes. (laughs) I'm with him, man. I say we just, yeah. We are gonna look at him and go, is that it? Him? So you might as well get that impression now. Or the people say, What's the worst he could do? Well, in our case, since we're born again, he could kill the physical body. That's it. You know, if something goes wrong, everything fell out. You'll be in heaven anyway. But I will just say this you've already passed. If you're born again, you've already passed from death unto life. It's already done. It's already done. The true me, the man on the inside, cannot die. Because I'm born, and I'm not born of natural seed, I'm born of divine seed. If, I was, if the enemy was able to kill me spiritually, he'd be able to kill Christ. How'd that work out for him? Not so good. Amen? Amen? Praise God. So, (laughs) we have the victory in Him. Walk in your victory. Walk in your strength that you have in Christ. Declare the covenant. Spend, guys, I'll just encourage you with this. Spend, fasting in its simplest definition is to abstain. You know, sometimes people are like, well, what should I fast? How should I fast? You should pray and let the Lord tell you. Well, I want to go on a, a, don't you have a system where I eat so many vegetables and so much? No, no, I'm not doing any of that. There is plenty of material out there if you want to go find it for that. Get alone with God. I don't care if you fast your favorite half hour TV show and pray. You said just a half hour? I can do that. Exactly. Uh, It doesn't, just hear from the Lord, consecrate yourself, abstain from something else, put all your focus on Him. And then you're going to find out how active your mind is. Come on, how many can witness? And you got to keep doing this. No, 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 you go here. No, I'm not thinking about that right now. You know, have you ever done this? You, you, have you ever had something where you know you haven't you say you forgot where something was located, or or you forgot about something that had happened in your past, and you were trying to remember it, but you couldn't remember it? But the moment you get down to read your Bible and pray, and focus, all of a sudden, from way over the hill back here, comes this thought, <laughs> and you go, "That's where that thing is." That wasn't the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Focus. We'll probably hit this next week if, if we get to it, but focus. The scripture says Jesus went on the mountain to pray. We're going to look at that next week. He sent the multitudes away, and then he sent the disciples away. And what did he do? He prayed. There's some things you need to send. You can come back to it later. Amen? Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're in this place and you uh, have never given your life to the Lord or... You may be back sudden, you need to rededicate your life to the Lord. I just want to give you that opportunity this morning. I simply want to do this. every head bowed, every eye closed. If you'd raise your hand where you're at, I'll just pray with you. <clears throat> Is there anybody here that would like to do that? Oh, praise God. Yes. Anybody else? Awesome. Praise God. Well let's do this. Everybody, let's pray together. Father God. We come before you in the name of Jesus. Father, we know that by ourselves, without Christ, we don't have redemption. We are sinners. But I believe that you sent Jesus to die for my sins. To pay the penalty for my sins. My unrighteousness. That his blood was shed, his body was destroyed on my behalf so that I might be made one, be born again, have the Holy Spirit give me a new heart in his resurrection. So I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior when I pass from this life. I'll go right to you, Father, to live in eternity in heaven with you. Jesus, I receive you as Savior and Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm born again. Hallelujah. Well, if you did pray that prayer, uh, don't run off. Come uh, see, uh, actually, Rick and Luann right here uh, after service. And we have a New Believers Packet Bible and stuff like that for you available. Um, and if anybody does need ministry, they will be up here available for ministry. Were you blessed by the word and the presence of the Lord today? Amen. We'll, we'll be back Wednesday night to continue on ministering spirits. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Enjoy the Warmth. Get some vitamin D. God bless you guys. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.